Hey everybody, welcome to the Bucks, Bulls, and Bows podcast. This is November 20th. It's the 30 Days of Rut podcast series, and we're getting close to ending out the series here. I usually quit it around Thanksgiving because after that, we get into a lot of late season activity, and, and that, as many of you can guess or probably already know, revolves completely around food sources. If you don't have food to hunt over, at least in Iowa and a lot of these other states, you're in big trouble. Um, or you have access, if you have access to some of the ground that borders where there are food sources left standing, um, you can do really well, but that requires morning hunts. And a lot of people just aren't up for doing morning hunts uh, this time of the year when it gets super cold, because a lot of times late season, obviously, at least here in the Midwest, you know, you're looking at slightly above zero temperatures in the morning, and a lot of people just aren't quite, I don't know, up for that game. So, including me, actually. <laughs> but every once in a while, I slide out there, and I seem to be able to pull off a late season buck here and there uh, without those food sources. I used to manage a lot of properties, so having food sources and, and managing those properties um, it is way more advantageous, I can promise you. But the, the flip side of that, too, is every buck that you see coming into your late season plot, you just think, man, if I let him go one more year, what's he going to be? So it all depends on what you're looking for. Um, what kind of experience you want and what kind of deer you're after. A lot of people are just after a buck, and that's totally cool. Um, some people are just after meat, which is weird that you're hunting now. I think I mentioned this the other day, but why not take care of that when it's warmer out? <laughs> but, hey, everybody, each their own. I just I hate taking deer care of deer when it's freezing cold outside unless you have a warm garage to bring them into and, and cut them up. So oh, what else going on? Oh, there's uh, quite a bit of blocking and deleting going on my page here lately. So lots of anti-hunter stuff is, uh, I don't know, I guess my stuff's getting shared everywhere, I, 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 which in a way is kind of actually, I don't know, kind of think of it as a compliment. But every once in a while, I'll see a bunch of notifications going off on, on posts that um, I, I made, whether it's a podcast. It's funny because it's always a visual and it's always, uh, or not always, it's, it's either a, a visual picture or a movie. And when, when it is, uh, it's of a deer that I've passed or is walking by or something. Sometimes deer have shot. Um, but most of the time, it's usually deer like walking by or whatever. And you'll have some crazy cat lady or some, I don't know, leather reclining weirdo that sits around eating Cheetos all day and plays around on Facebook, starts sharing your stuff all over the place as if the leather couch you're sitting on wasn't actually a living creature at one point. But um, it always, all that, I don't want to go down that road, but like mo- a lot of people have leather shoes, really nice leather accessories, clothing. <laughs> Like, dude, those were living animals. And a lot of the things that you're eating have animal products in them. Whether you like it or not, like, large, vast majority of things do. And whether you like it or not, you're built to eat those things. I mean, there's a lot of us, really, I'm against the killing of plants. I don't think plants should be killed. Like, I, that's why I kill deer. I don't like the fact that they're eating those plants. So uh, we can talk in circles about this stuff all day long if you want to, but uh, I'm not going to. I just wanted to apologize a little bit for those of you that read those comments. Um I don't know. I block and delete people as I can or when I feel like it. Sometimes I just don't even care because they make such fools out of themselves that, you know, when you're threatening the lives of myself or my kids, it's just, uh, it's comical to watch it happen. So I don't know. I've had more of it this year than any other time for some reason, but yeah, I guess it takes all types in the world to keep things going. What they don't realize is every time they share that stuff further, Facebook pushes out my stuff so that more people see it and, uh, probably just gets to more people who, uh, like you guys who are listening to this podcast, I'm listening to your podcast. I'm sure you guys are obviously deer hunters or you wouldn't have listened this far. So um, if I can help increase your skills to get out there and kill more critters that are eating those precious little plants, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Anyways, um, 
on to the show. So uh, I'm moving right now. It's about 12 o'clock. I'm um, moving to another stand um, from where I was this morning. I didn't see any activity this morning. So like I told you guys before, um, in, in my opinion, I feel like my cards are, are better played if I change up the deck uh, throughout the day. If I'm not seeing any deer, especially if I don't see deer by 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock, I'm out of there and I'm, I'm going to go try a different spot. So this time of year for me, I'm still pretty dedicated to those terrain funnels. I may hunt a food source every once in a while in the evening, but something that's happening right now that I would just suggest that I, you know, I can go back in my notes and look and see that once in, in, in this late post rut and into the late seasons, once we have a cold snap for a little while and then it starts to warm up again, like it has today. I mean, we've gone from like, I don't know what it was this morning, like 10 degrees to 39 degrees right now. It says on my truck. Um, when, when we have those warm up periods, Historically, I see more deer coming into green food sources. That's like alfalfa. It might be winter wheat. Um, winter wheat depends on where you're at. Like Kansas, they love winter wheat because I don't think they have a whole hell of a lot else to eat there um, in some areas. And then uh, like clover fields, um, any kind of really green food sources. If you have turnip plots, that sort of thing, those generally light up when it starts to warm up again. And then when we see the cold snaps come, it seems like those deer, in general, there's exceptions to everything, obviously. But in general, it seems like they start to really work more towards ag fields. Now, where you may be hunting at, you may not even have a choice. If you're hunting a lot of public land like me, um, we're lucky in Iowa because there are food plants that are plots that are planted for the deer in different places. Um, and I say for the deer, I, I got to assume that's what they're doing them for. They're cash running those out and they leave those crops standing or at least a portion of those crops a lot of times. Um, depending on where you are in the state. So um, if you've got access to those or you know you've done your scouting, you know what's up and what fields, um, there's that even a, a, an Onyx layer that you can use to see what's, in theory, planted um, in certain fields. And I don't know where they pull that data from, NRCS office, I guess so, but it, it's not always accurate, but it it might might be accurate. If it is, it might help you decide on where, where you're headed to. So. Um, being mobile this time of year is, is really key. There are deer moving about the landscape in areas they've never been before. That's why I still like my terrain funnels. I like my connecting timbers. I like my fence rows, river corridors. I love hunting river corridors right now um, that don't have a lot of timber around them, but do connect big blocks of timber. Those are our money this time of year. Old fence rows, that kind of thing. I, I like hunting that kind of stuff. You, you've got to kind of put yourself in some different places than what you were a week or two ago. But if you're hunting food sources, Head towards those green ones, and in my opinion, on these days when it's warming up like this. When it gets colder, head back to the, the corn and beans. Um, standing beans are kind of a, a wild card. They seem to always like that, just about no matter what the temperature is. But that's just, again, in general, what I've noticed. Um, also, bucks are very callable. I talked about this the other day. Nothing's really changed much since, since the other day and now, other than the, the little bit of a warming trend we have now. Um, if you see a buck by himself very susceptible to rattling unless he's on a mission to go somewhere uh to rattling or calling i start for personally i start with a grunt i hit a couple contact grunts um i'm looking for that moment that they hear me to, to stop doing that so i might grunt at a deer especially if it's windy out um two or three times you hear me on a video doing that and then you'll you'll see me grunt one more time after i see that deer's ears towards turn towards me or his head snap around towards me then i know he's heard me and i'll do one more because it's kind of like us whenever you hear a noise like what was that and then you need a confirmation sound kind of thing or you lose interest same thing with the deer so um 
I might even, if those two grunts don't work out, I'll do a long breeding grunt. And that's just a long, it goes on for five, six, seven, eight seconds, a long, drawn out, deep, deep guttural grunt. If you do that, make sure your setting's really deep, as deep as you can get your grunt call to go, kind of put your hand over the end a little bit. You want that nasally deep kind of sound if you can get it out of your grunt call. Um, so for me, like I use that extinguisher, I just slide it all over the bottom. And that's big, long, drawn out grunts. I'll also do that blindly here and there. Um, but I'm not blind rattling as much anymore. Um, I might, like this morning I did a couple times because out of boredom, thinking, well, maybe something's out there somewhere that's in the earshot to hear it. Um, but I'm not generally banging on my antlers a whole lot because I'm looking for those bucks um, who may be with does. Like in many cases, you'll see a doe with three or four or five bucks on her tail, uh, maybe more. Like, I mean, it seems like those days are kind of gone, but I remember many falls in the post rut watching seven, eight, nine, ten bucks, 12 bucks on one doe um once our ehd hit us a little while back though i think that that just really knocked down our numbers to the point that it's not something you see a ton of anymore but occasionally you know it seems like usually it's three or four bucks if that scenario occurs to you uh or around you just a word of caution on that a little bit and there's always a risk right but if you let that those those first buck or two go that are chasing that doe and there's multiple bucks coming it seems like those older bucks are the last ones almost like they're having a hard time keeping up. They're still the, the, the biggest bucks. Like the other deer look pretty lean and mean compared to compared to the older bucks who are still a little bit chubby, but they're starting to lose some weight now. Um, th- those bucks are usually trailing behind. And the good thing about that is, is they're usually trailing behind so far that those deer have come through and they're no longer relatively close to you. So that makes them extremely callable again. Long breeding grunts are key. Um, rattling can be like if they if you don't feel like they're hearing the grunts, I would I would try the rattling. That suggests a fight, obviously. And if there's a fight this time of year, it's generally over dough, not over food. So um, those are a couple things to keep in mind. So I, I still carry that stuff with me. My my call, I always have my grunt call with me, and for the most part, my rattling antlers too. I've rattled in bucks in January, believe it or not. So it can definitely be done even here in Iowa, even though that's we're way past the post rut. So. Um, I carry them with me in my bag all the time. Um, if, otherwise, you're hunting bucks that are solo. Of course, they're easy to call. I think I kind of covered that a little bit earlier. And um, what else do I have to go over? I think that's kind of it for right now. Um, but bottom line is, if you're going to hunt food sources, make that an evening event, not not a morning or a midday event. Bucks are moving all day long for sure. Whether you're in the right place or not is, you know, that's kind of to be determined by you, whether you pick the right spot. But I can promise you that bucks moving. Um, if you were out driving around, you're going to see some here and there. That's going to start getting those numbers of sightings like that are going to start dwindling here, though, as we move in towards Thanksgiving. And then again, once we hit Thanksgiving, in my opinion, that's whenever you start to see a lot of that activity start to curtail and we start moving into a late season pattern. But you still got we got several days coming up. Um, if you're at least in, well, a lot of you have already had gun season. A lot of people have already shot their bucks and they've gone home. There's less deer in the landscape, but there's also less people out there, too. Probably a lot of you have your public lands all to yourself again. Um, I, I'm sure I do. Like, I rarely see somebody on public ground this time of year. Thanksgiving weekend, seems like I see a few people. But, you know, especially going into this week, you got if you've got the time to hunt or that your work schedule allows you to, um, it's a great time to be in the timber all day long. So uh, I think that's all I got for you guys. Um, I don't know when I'll do the next podcast. I'll try to get another one here before Thanksgiving. But, um Stay safe, everybody. Wear your safety harnesses. Good luck out there. Uh, send me some pictures. I've seen quite a few of you send me some stuff now and then. Just say, uh, 
you use the information, it's helped you out. If this stuff helps you out, share it up, please. Um, aside from my little Facebook rant here a little bit I had today, I generally just try to get out information that's going to be helpful to you guys. So, um, again, only reason I bring it up is I just want to apologize for uh, those of you that follow me and have to read the comments or get notifications on the comments that other knuckleheads make on there. But you just got to understand they got nothing better to do, and uh, most of them don't work or have jobs for the most part. So it is what it is. <laughs> Anyways, good luck, everybody. Have a great day, and we will uh, catch you guys later.